to the Talk and Shed podcast. And uh, this morning, Cody and I are headed up to Michigan this morning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, got a nice Monday morning in front of us. We left at a pretty good time and uh, should be a good day. Yeah, yeah, we left at about uh, 6.15 this morning and it's 7 o'clock now. So, we got about an hour here to give you a little update on what's been going on in our world before the phone start. So. Yep. It's been a little while since we've recorded a podcast. Yeah. uh, Last one that we did was uh, with the Deutz guys there, probably about the middle of June. We were up there in the the studio, uh, what we like to call it. Um, But, yeah, we were up there with my class and uh, Andrew Winkle. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Winkle. And, uh, yeah, we were kind of talking Deutz and stuff like that. That's been the big news lately. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. hey, everyone who follows along, I'm sure you've heard all about us uh, picking up the Deutz line. It's a good fit. They're a great company. Mm-hmm. And they're coming this week to get us trained up on those tractors. I think we're sitting on eight of them right now. Yeah. Anything from uh, a 70-horse cabless mm-hmm. loader to uh, that Agrotron, uh, that black one. That thing's yeah, the sweet. Warrior. Yeah. That's a, what, 190? Yep. Correct. And uh, mm-hmm. they've got some bigger ones that, that I think they brought in this week. Because we've yep. got the uh, Precision and Power Tour um, Friday. Yeah. Um, that is basically a road show that Deutz puts on where they travel from dealer to dealer across the country and, and bring in uh, some customers that are interested in demoing mm-hmm. their tractors. So yeah. that's going to be good for us. Um, but honestly... I don't know a whole lot about them. I've driven a couple of them. Um, they're sweet. They are nice tractors. Yeah, I mean, as far as visibility and stuff like that, and they've got quite a few bells and whistles on them, but they're not too complex to where you could pretty much throw anybody in them and run them for the most part. Uh, I mean, uh, our one of our shop guys, Sam, he's maybe ever driven a tractor like once or twice in his life and you know it, it's it's one of those deals where he he was able to get in it and run it but uh yeah it's uh they're nice i like them quite a bit so yeah they're sweet mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of different features and so as we learn more about those tractors we'll we'll bring them uh more videos and stuff to you guys but i'm i'm excited about the precision and power tour that's coming up uh, this this week, so that that'll be a big deal. That's kind of why we're heading to Michigan today, because it's Monday, and I thought, well, we should get this trip out of the way because the rest of the week will be tied up between training and mm-hmm. getting ready for the the field day. Yeah, so it's a yeah, good day we, to head up north. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We got the uh, Canadian smoke kind of shading the sun for us a little bit, so it's not too bright out this morning. But uh, yeah, yeah. We're definitely robbing some GDUs from us, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to send that in invoice to Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that'll get taken care of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, not not much has been new, really. Um, I went down to Eldora Speedway this past weekend. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of listeners have heard of Eldora or been there. Mm-hmm. Record crowd. Um we we pulled into park granite we got there late um we couldn't even find a place to park 
really? in, in the paid parking lots. Wow. Um, it, it was crazy. And uh, we, we did end up finding a, a really good place to park. Um, but then we get in there and we're, we, me and my two oldest boys, we do general admission. The kids get in free, by the way, which is awesome. But uh, we couldn't even find a seat. And uh, we were there for the King's Royal there Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was nuts. Could not believe the amount of people. Yeah. And uh, we ended up leaving early. They delayed it a little bit. So it didn't get over till probably 1, 1.30. But mm-hmm. we were long gone by then. Yeah, they had a shot of rain there. And it sounded like that. I know it. <clears throat> their Saturday morning in Salina, I probably got about a... I would say anywhere from three tenths to a half inch there at my yeah. house, and yeah, I didn't get that at yeah. uh, the farm. Yeah, and I know they're uh, south of Salina. They were getting it pretty much all day. Yeah, is what was my understanding of it, and uh, yeah, so they had to delay the race for a little bit, let the track dry out. Those wing sprints go around that track awfully quick. Oh, it's crazy how fast some little go karts can zip around there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than the modifieds. Yeah, the, it makes those modifieds look like they're just slow, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. not. But uh, yeah, those wing sprints are pretty neat to watch. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun. The fifty-fifty was eighty-five thousand, and. Uh, you can tell because I'm still recording a podcast. I did not win that 50-50 uh, Saturday night. So we'll try again next year. It got up to 100000 there Thursday night, though, for the million-dollar race. Yeah. yeah. I crazy. don't even know what. What did they even call that million-dollar race? I, they, I think they just called it the million-dollar race. Gotcha. They, they pay gotcha. out. One, they paid out one million and two thousand dollars to the winner, and and it it does blow my mind that they've got this quote unquote million dollar race. It is a legitimate million dollar payout to mm-hmm. the winner, but then you've got the big eluded King's Royal, mm-hmm. and they pay out one hundred seventy five thousand. Yeah, which maybe you know they race there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. So maybe. They do the million dollar race Thursday to get the crowd there for Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. And then the Kings Royal, they just know they're going to have a crowd. Yeah. So that's my guess um, is that it's kind of a a big filler race Mm -hmm. to make it a week long, dang near a week long event. Right. I mean, I was there Monday. I drove through there on 118 on Monday, mm-hmm. and there were campers just everywhere. Yeah. So, I think to keep it a week-long event and keep those people there, they have to have a race like that million-dollar race. Right. So. Right. Pretty neat, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since last podcast, the highly anticipated first-ever wheat harvest... Uh, out at my farm took place <laughs> yeah that was pretty fun yeah it did um, it did that was a good time yeah uh we put grandpa up in the combine mm-hmm. up in the 9510 yep and uh you know wheat wheat is a uh interesting crop to grow because you have no idea what that stuff's really going to yield i mean you might have a ballpark like you know if it's going to be fairly decent or you know if it's going to be pretty bad yeah but 
other than that, you have no idea. Um, I didn't know what moisture it was going to come off. I mm-hmm. didn't know the yield. So it it's pretty interesting. You know, we just kind of tiptoed into there. And, you know, you'll have to go walk back and watch all the YouTube videos. But Cody and I seeded that with Salford mm-hmm. uh, with a, a Valmar seeder like the end of September, I think, last year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. You know, we were super, super dry. It laid there a long time before it germinated. And Mm -hmm. spring came around. It looked really good. We put some nitrogen on it, did some fungicide. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that stuff did really well. And uh, we had a ton of fun harvesting it. Mm -hmm. Um, Had my boys out there. And, uh, yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, I mean, it... It was definitely a new experience for you and me, for sure. It was it was pretty neat. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it sounds like a lot of guys in our area had really good yields as far as wheat goes, and uh, I'm glad that everybody did. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it was just a, a different experience. You know, we we had to you know throw out the straw in case it rained because we were kind of in a time crunch on getting it off. And, we had some good, had good moisture, had good test weight, so it was it was very successful for us. So yeah, you know, you know, we had it off basically in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was neat. I had a little bit contracted. I'm yep. going to hang on to a little bit here, play the market a little bit, so you get to get to play, you get to roll the dice a little bit, and uh, that was fun. And then we then we really rolled the dice. Um, by putting out some double crops yeah yeah and uh they're up they look pretty good yeah for the most part i mean yeah we we, put out uh roughly 36 ish acres of soybeans mm -hmm. and roughly 19 acres of uh, sunflowers Mm -hmm. so there's a gentleman just north of us that takes the sunflowers and processes them for processes them for high oleic oil Mm-hmm. and uh, sells that oil out on the East Coast. So uh, I did the sunflowers because we had our field day, which that's the next topic. Yeah. We had our field day in my field, and I didn't really want to be planting double crop beans, you know, the 15th of July. I thought right. that was awfully late to, mm-hmm. to be successful. And so uh, I planted sunflowers. Yep. They can handle the really short growing season. They're a 70-day maturity crop Mm -hmm. um you know are they super lucrative no but uh they're extremely good for the soil they can dig down really deep and mine nutrients up into the stalk Mm -hmm. um so yeah that'll be a new adventure speaking of the whole sunflower adventure Uh we we got your grain head in we did yes uh i was tipped off by uh tony grody to be on the lookout for because we've got a 9510 combine mm-hmm. he's and we plant with a six row planter he said man you find yourself a 653 a row crop john deere milo and sorghum head mm-hmm. you need to just buy that sucker mm-hmm. and you can harvest your sunflowers with that well it wasn't a week later i found one <laughs> and uh it has arrived it made its maiden voyage mm-hmm. um home we yep. got it unloaded, and uh, it's it's what I expected. 
you for, know for what you paid for it. Yeah. yeah i mean it it needs a little work mm-hmm. it needs you know that one has got like the rubber belt attached to the gathering chains because it doesn't have stalk rolls it's got like a disc bind knife out at the very tip and it cuts the bottom of that stalk off and these rubber belts walk the stalk up into the head because mm-hmm. uh, you got to be very careful those heads are fragile mm-hmm. you need you need to get them all the way up into the head before they yeah. start shaking and stuff like that so it'll be be interesting we've got a little work to do on it yeah yeah so, well, that'll be the the next project for us but uh-huh. yeah, yeah. One, I, one I of the many I actually sent you a video over the weekend yeah. of uh, a guy was actually harvesting beans with one of those heads. He so. was harvesting wheat. Or, yeah, it was wheat. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was wheat. So, yeah, that was pretty cool to watch, too. Yeah, and a lot of times when guys uh, do the relay wheat and bean deal, if they plant 30 inch, see, Devin does 60 inches of wheat, yep. 30 inches of bean. Mm hmm. What he was harvesting was 30, 30, 30, 30. Right. 30 inches of wheat, 30 inches of beans. Mm-hmm. And that'd be that'd be a good a good way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, that, that head would harvest that no problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's a pretty interesting head, and we'll see what kind of trouble we can't get into with that. I know sunflowers can be a little finicky to dry down because uh, once that head is mature, it faces the ground. Well, right. you can about imagine how much sunlight those it seeds get. To, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it can lay wet for a while. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to be getting into fall. Yeah. Absence of sunlight, mm-hmm. cooler temps. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Double crops sound fun in July when you're planting them. And we'll see how fun they are in November, December when we're harvesting them. Yeah. Yeah. But. And then we know. plan on putting wheat back out there. Don't ask me how that's going to happen. But <laughs> I would love to grow wheat again next year. Yeah. How I'm going to do it, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've heard of guys flying on wheat ahead of leaf drop on the soybeans. It's crossed, maybe, it's crossed my mind. Maybe we could try that. Maybe not necessarily flying it on. but No, we'll throw it in a BBI. Yeah. High clearance. Mm-hmm. Go down through there and and uh, spread it on with a fertilizer spreader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah, let leaf doable. drop happen, let some rains come on, and you'll have you'll have more wheat than you know what to do with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Just got to have the other factor of the rain in there. And if yeah. we're able to get that, we ought to have a moderately decent stand. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's what's going on at the Walnut Grove. Um, little side farm Cody and I screw around with so yeah did our first harvest and and had the field day there so let's transition into the field day Um, if you haven't heard about our field day that we had last week um, where the heck are you at Um, hopefully you were there Um, had a great turnout yeah the the field days are Top mountaintops and valleys. Yeah. Um, leading up to them, you're you're in a valley. You're yeah. like, man, this this is, you know, is anyone going to show up? Mm-hmm. How much food? It's going to cost how much? Yeah. Um, 
we need how many tractors mm-hmm. uh, we have to shut down our shop for basically two full days mm-hmm. uh, zero work will get done um, as far as actual work for customers yeah. um, because e- literally everyone on the team is dedicating all of their time to the field day yeah and uh, so you're 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 investing all this time just hoping that people show up and and we don't do the rsvps um i think you reduce the amount of people that show up because there's a lot of people that just wake up that day and say hey you know what i want to go well not not only that i mean look at the time frame where we were in you know some guys were dealing with wheat harvest yet too and stuff like that well if it rained you know and they had and they had a window to get there you know they would have showed up so yeah i think i think with considering at what time frame that we were in as far as the time of the year because in our area wheat's pretty prominent uh just because of all the livestock guys want the straw and stuff like that they're still able to harvest the crop so i think it was kind of one of those deals to where there were some guys that were still out in the field trying to harvest some wheat yet but we still got those guys that didn't necessarily grow wheat this year and they were able to come down and visit with us and come out and kind of seen what we were going what we had going on um turnout was great yeah um so we we got we got the mountaintop to where we 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 put in all the work and and guys showed up and we had a good turnout so i want to thank everybody for coming out that was awfully yeah field days are so much fun mm-hmm. um because you get to show uh so many different things in a mm-hmm. short period of time to so many people yep um you know now that the field day is over we may have a call tomorrow from a gentleman in indiana saying hey what do you guys got for strip till i want to demo a strip till bar mm-hmm. and, and you know we won't be able to do that until obviously this fall yeah or maybe he's got some wheat i guess we could do it in but mm-hmm. at the field day we demoed planter attachments yeah all the sow for tillage tools mm-hmm. uh strip till rigs yep uh bbi spreaders mm-hmm. and and you get to show all of this stuff truly in its working clothes yeah and you get to see uh how well it works um how efficient it can make you and and it really gets the gears turning in a guy's mind and and a lot of times they'll come to the field day and they want to see one thing maybe a bbi spreader Mm -hmm. and they'll leave super impressed with something else something else Mm -hmm. yeah they're like wow i never thought that that tool would do that right and they're like i've been looking for something like that Mm -hmm. or you know i think i've got a place on my farm where where that could really change up what i'm doing yeah and uh mm-hmm. so you just never know um so yeah it huge huge success um probably the best part of the field day was the ice cream machine yeah um yep. we you know whenever we got our store over at nova it when we purchased the location it came with a ice cream machine and it's just been sitting over there for a long time. And uh, we've always joked about, you know, getting it fired up and, and 
whatever. Well, we get, we've got it fired up, and we had it. We had it at the field day. It was a hit. Uh, yeah. Everyone, I mean, of course, we we fed everyone mm-hmm. after the field day. Had a great uh, barbecue pork sandwiches and all kinds of great food. Uh, but then, of course, for dessert, we had uh, soft serve ice cream. So. Um, I think the guys in the shop have conveniently, permanently <laughs> ran a water line and electric to this little cubby mm-hmm. where the ice cream machine sits. So I think it just happened to work out that <laughs> we pretty much have a permanent ice cream machine now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they so. just conveniently ran electric to where it, it you know it takes the same hookup as what the welder does yeah, and mean, yeah you might as you well know. not drag out extension cords right and just hardwire it you'll have hoses laying everywhere and Someone stuff like trip. that so yeah, yeah just just run a permanent line and yep. yep yep see sometimes our shop guys are a little bit smarter than what we are <laughs> that worked out just <laughs> just fine <laughs> So, so, yeah. But, but, yeah, field day was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out. I want yeah. to thank all the, the shop guys and all mm-hmm. the employees that spent so much time getting that stuff rolling. Yeah. They, you know, the shop was as clean as I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank all the guys for the, all the customers that we were able to use their tools. I'd like to do a little shout out for them. I oh, yeah. Appreciate yeah, we had to borrow a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, some Salford tools, some tractors. JM applicator, JM app- guy. Yep. Yep. All so. kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that was great. It's it's nice to have uh, good customers that that will assist with uh, helping other customers. Yeah. So yeah. that that that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so the field day's behind us and that's when you get to the mountaintop. Yep, uh, is is when it's over because mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of work and and really uh, part of what we're doing today is is kind of a uh, you know a result of the field day in a way. Yeah, um, we're going to go look at some Salford trades. Mm-hmm. I've got a customer up here that is interested. Uh, he came down. It's been a couple weeks ago and looked at. Uh, he came and looked at my wheat field because he's interested in a Salford with a seeder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to seed his wheat that way. And, and so he did not make it to the field day. But um, part of the reason why he is this interested is is because of the field day and the activity and, and uh, how he saw the wheat that I had seeded with it and, and all that. So, yeah, kind of a, a direct... Uh, reflection of that so it'll pay off we'll go see what his trades are so yeah field yeah. day's done um yeah the first field day now yeah. we're on to the now we got field day. Another, now we got another one yeah so, so we got to sweat it this week too to see if anyone's going to show up i don't know if it's a it, it's more of a demo day because right. we're, we're realistically just kind of letting guys hop in tractors and stuff like that and letting them run them and kind of get a feel for them to see if they would be comfortable with having one of these things on their farm yeah um you know there there are there are some deutsch tractors still in our area today because of other dealers from the past 
Right. And they're relatively new, newer tractors for the most part. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be successful. Like to get some of those guys over. And um, I was down Friday in uh, Versailles area. That's some pretty big dairy country down in there. There's quite a few dairy farmers down there. Uh, Mike Les actually demoed one to a guy that I stopped at, and they uh, they talked like they might might come up for it. So it's just kind of yeah down I, there. And, I do think uh, a tractor demo day will be quite a bit different mm-hmm. than the field day. Yeah. Um, there there will hopefully be a little bit less preparation i mean it's a tractor it's a finished product yeah you know we'll get them to where we're going and and we'll let guys drive them Mm -hmm. um so i i I think it'll be uh quite a bit less stressful yeah and uh and a little bit more relaxed so there won't be the number of people there no just because it's a tractor only right demo day you know whereas our field day was we were showing so many products to where uh, there there was a lot of stuff for guys to be interested in um so which granted and not to say that we wouldn't we're not going to have a good turnout i mean we're basically going to be demoing it like you said anything from an 80 horse all the way up to a almost a 300 horse tractor so it's not like we're not going to have a an an array of products yeah but you're still limited because you're only demoing tractors basically so and only so many people are in the market for a tractor right now yep so yep it's it's a little different but i still think it'll be good um you know a lot of our guys that you know buy buy stuff off of us and you know just existing customers and stuff like that uh, might take it to where it's like oh okay you know we're we're moving up in the world and we're really expanding i had a gentleman tell me the other day he goes man i can't believe how much you guys have expanded in the last two or three years and i was like yeah uh it's definitely been a, a step for us and we all work through our growing pains and try to make your make yourself more diverse because where's the next step so it's just a little different yeah we're always you know we're, we're not looking to to uh expand beyond control but uh you know you, you gotta you gotta keep that foot forward uh and and not the two feet side by side right because when they're side by side uh it's you tend to fall over uh, but you also got to be careful how many feet you put forward mm-hmm. um, because uh, it, it's not a race. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you don't want to take every opportunity uh, that, that you can. Sometimes you just have to purposely turn down different opportunities just to say you turn down opportunities because yeah. if you take every one, that's bad news. Yeah, um, you, you gotta you gotta take one at a time and uh, grow, but grow slow. And uh, so, yeah, we're not looking to have twenty locations. We're not looking to have five locations. No, but uh, diversification is definitely key. Um, 
you know, we're big on the Salford stuff. We're big on the J&M and Yetter um, products that we offer. Yeah, but but we we need to stay diversified. Um, yeah, you, you can't sit sit still uh, for too long. So I think long term, you know, five ten years down the road, um, I think that you know today we finally have got the big shop mm-hmm. and. I don't think we're using it to its max capacity with just the Salford, the Yetter, and the JNM that we're doing. Right. And I think the Deutz tractor line can help us use that shop to max capacity. Yeah. Um, get some get some off season service hours booked, um, and just generate some year round service revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe we're not getting you know right now is is kind of our slower time i would say Mm -hmm. in a way uh because it it it, we're still super busy right we we had the field day last week another one this week like i said we're heading to michigan right now there's nothing slow about what we're doing but when it comes to the shop Mm -hmm. um, the guys in the shop are not swamped right now mainly because uh you know a lot of the products that we sell, we receive them between October and April. Yeah. So, uh, with it being July, you know, we're selling plenty of stuff, mm-hmm. but we're not going to see it until this winter. Right. So, Which, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to an extent, but we also have got six Alfred tools sitting out there in pieces, too. We but do. they're not sold, so it's not a pressing issue. So, that... I think that's kind of where we're like, eh, we're not that busy, but we still got stuff to do. Right. So, um, so it it's kind of it's hard because uh, it does become a sprint yeah. there in the winter because you know we've sold a lot of JM applicators lately, sold mm-hmm. some tillage tools that are on order. Well, all of those things are going to arrive at one time. Yep. And we got to get all those built in a short period of time, um, whereas today. Um, you know, it's not a sprint, right? You know, crops are in the ground, so there's not a we don't have to get certain product delivered by next week so he can use it, right? Uh, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Um, where, where we're located, yeah, uh, we've been getting some rain, yeah, yeah, we have. I I think that we are extremely fortunate here in Ohio and Indiana with the weather that we have had. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Just, I, I don't know. Did you see the size of that cell that came through last night? I didn't see the size of it. Huh? It was about three times the size of Grand Lake St. Mary's. So it wasn't very big. It was tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it on the radar. Uh because I was mainly looking at the weather for today because there was a 70% chance of rain. Yeah. Because we missed... Well, to back up a little bit, some of my double crop beans were kind of crusted in. Mm. And I was like, man, we need that rain on Saturday. We have to get three or four tenths Saturday. And I woke up Saturday, you know, okay, yep, it's going to rain. Look at the radar. Well, then it started to disappear. Mm-hmm. And uh, after it all came and went, I was like, oh, man... So I was looking for the next rain. Yeah. Of course. Well, I just happened to pop up my phone at like five o'clock yesterday afternoon and there's this little cell. 
I mean tiny, but it's red and it's heading right for us. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's no way that thing's gonna hold together. <laughs> and I'll be dang. I started to hear it thunder and it held together. And I don't know what we got, but I think it was around a half inch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, in our immediate area, and I'm talking, you know. A 10 mile radius. A 10 mile radius, we're extremely fortunate, but yeah. you you stretch out even further, and, and there's still not much to complain about. No, you I know, mean, you go, if you would go, I would say, a uh, 100 uh, mile diameter of the shop, I would say in that area, we are very, very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, we've been getting rain. Mm-hmm. You know, we were dry early. And there were a lot of questions early yeah. on, like, man, what uh, the beans came on really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that stuff has taken off. I've seen a lot of corn tasseling mm-hmm. um, since since probably July one. It, it is is probably the turning point. Yeah, uh, it's really kicked it in gear. And you know, this Canadian smoke hung around for about a week back there around that july one time frame mm-hmm. and then it went away and now it's back i mean it's it's 7 30 in the morning and it's it's a fog yeah um and there's no question that it is reducing the amount of sunlight to the crops mm-hmm. um and it so it'll be interesting how they react i mean we have to have moisture and we have to have enough gdus growing degree units Mm -hmm. and uh so it'll be interesting to see if or how that that plays an effect but yeah i i think in some parts of the world you're like oh man you know i don't need to be real hot i don't i don't necessarily need to have a lot of sunlight i'd like to keep some of that moisture there as long as we can but you know that only goes so far because you still need the sunlight to help get your GDUs into your plant. So photosynthesis. Right. Exactly. You've got to create that plant food. So with all that, I think you've got a little bit of give and take and I think there for that week that we had I, I want to say that it kind of helped us because with how dry we were, we also didn't get as hot as what we would normally. And yeah, so I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? Definitely. You know, sure, it did conserve moisture, but you're also going to have less plant activity, right? Yeah, due to the absence of sunlight hitting mm-hmm. the leaves to create photosynthesis. Right. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not educated enough in that field to say which one is better mm-hmm. uh, conserving moisture for a week or having a plant that is building plant food uh without moisture yeah but uh yeah i don't know we'll see this this is a time of year where a lot of guys are gauging their crop gauging their their potential and then they're going to go through with a wide drop pass yep mm-hmm. so Y drops are big right now. Yeah. This time of year, mm-hmm. and that's where our Y drop toolbar comes into play. Yeah. Um, you think there'll be many guys running this week? Um, I would say on some smaller corn that maybe got out there a little bit later. Yeah, I, I think there'll be a bunch of guys running. 
I think so too. Um, you know, I was in, I was down in Versailles there on Friday, and I mean, some of that stuff was tasseling already, and there's some stuff down there that looks really, really good. I was down by like Greenville area too, and that stuff that I mean, yeah. the further south of us, I think that you know stuff looks really, really uh, good. I think they probably got it out there in that early April time frame. That stuff looks really, really good down there. But, you know, some of this chest high corn, you know, I think there's a lot, of the, I think there's plenty of that out there yet, too, uh -huh. to where guys are definitely going to be Y dropping here this week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Y drop toolbars have been big, uh, mm -hmm. record year for us on those. Yeah. And, uh, been having good luck with them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think last week this week and then i think even the following mm -hmm. i've got guys running those up into august yeah. a lot of times so um the, those are going to be big um, those things will be running from north dakota south dakota iowa illinois michigan yeah. ohio indiana tennessee i heard from uh jamie hardesty the other day he is in uh is he in kentucky or tennessee I can't remember. He's in one of the two. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's uh, it's go time for yeah. for Y drops, and uh, yeah, that that's that plays a big part in our business. We we just had uh, one delivered last Wednesday mm -hmm. over here by Fort Wayne, and uh, those guys are probably running this week. Yeah, had had the shop guys go out and do a full install on that one. Mm -hmm. Hooked it up to the sprayer, got Y drops on, and all that. Yeah, that that went really well. Mm -hmm. So, it's that time of year. Yeah, I mean, I was up this way here probably about three weeks ago, and there's a guy that you sold a wide drop toolbar to, uh, and he was out running three weeks ago. So, just yeah. as far as variations, as far as stages of what corn's in, I mean, you can apply it. You know, I, I've got guys that have bought these things applied their side dress application you know at that v3 v4 v5 stage yep and then go back in whenever it's chest high and apply again so i think it's a pretty versatile you know a versatile way to apply your nitrogen not saying that's the only way yep but yeah i mean guys definitely utilize it and definitely uh are able to reap reap the benefits of it for sure too yeah no doubt no doubt um well we're approaching eight o'clock uh, i'm going to end this podcast with a quick little story uh from over the weekend cody are you aware of my free range pork that i raise yeah yeah free, uh -huh. my free range pork free range yeah, pork free range uh well i mean i they're yeah, you so, could say they're free range. Yeah, okay. so me, me and my boys, we raised some Berkshires. <coughs> yep. And uh, we're now getting in, into the free range pork. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, right now we keep them in a barn. Yeah. Uh, but over the weekend, uh, we we transitioned into the free range market. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a phone call. Uh, I was in Minster. Uh, I went to True Value because I need to rent a concrete saw. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I want to go check out this saw, see how tight I can get this footer cut down to the floor. Mm -hmm. 
and so I went to go check it out and I'm in Minster with the boys the two oldest boys and I get a phone call um, from Greg and he's like hey uh, one of your pigs was walking down the road I said say what now <laughs> he said yeah yeah the neighbors have one of your pigs uh, on their trailer it was walking down the road and they they picked it up <laughs> I said oh really and uh, they said uh, he said where you want them to take it back to your farm I said no no just have them leave it in that trailer and I will bring my trailer and I will come pick it up mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come take care of it they yeah. were nice enough to <clears throat> to load her up I can only imagine how, how that went. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thinking the same. Thing. Ducky, Ducky, the pig, mm-hmm. uh, my oldest boy's pig. Uh, she's the only one that didn't go on the trailer for the last butcher spot because mm-hmm. we're going to try and breed Ducky. Okay, right. Bur- Ducky's going to be quite the project. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she's got an attitude and she likes to wander. Well, ever since we took in those other hogs to butcher, she's been grumpy. She's alone in the barn, and apparently she likes to roam. So I'm like, there's no way this pig got out. Like, how did this pig get out? Well, I get back in there, and she busted a hole right through the barn. Just pushed right through the wood. I mean, granted, the barn, a decent windstorm could blow it over. but yeah she pushed right through the barn it was built in the early 1900s and uh so yeah i spent my saturday afternoon fetching ducky the pig from uh from the neighbors so not only do we raise some berkshires for uh butcher hogs but i can now consider them uh free range pork (laughs) so that was exciting so i i got the I got her all all tidied up now, so I I don't think we'll have any problems. So she pushed right through the barn on the north side. Yep. Really? Yep. Just decided she. Well, I mean, their nose and neck is just so strong. Yeah. Um, if they want to lift anything or push through it, they will. Oh yeah. Um, and there wasn't a metal panel mm-hmm. there. It was just wood you know uh, a four by four with Mm -hmm. uh siding wood nailed to it yeah and she just decided she didn't want to be in there anymore she was out looking for her friend so Mm -hmm. so yeah i had that rodeo (coughs) saturday yeah you and i have loaded out uh enough of load of hogs to know how strong those things are that's for sure well and they're not bad to load when they're in a confinement barn with uh metal gates on each side of them and Mm -hmm. you're using a hurdle yeah uh well when you're not and there's no metal gates on each side of them boy does it get interesting yeah like we have a youtube channel we've got a podcast we might start live streaming cody and i loading hogs (laughs) because it can be awfully comical uh yeah although i don't know if it would be rated for it, for for YouTube, probably not. No. Yeah, it'd probably be a little vulgar. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I'm going to end the podcast on. If anyone needs some free range pork, uh, we've got some available. So. Yep. 
Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys.